Hello and welcome to Sacred Heart Radio. I'm Father Michael Delcom, pastor of our community, and I'm grateful you've joined us today. Before we dive into today's message, I want to thank you for your support. At Sacred Heart, we're super excited about our mission to encounter Jesus and become missionary disciples. None of this would be possible without the incredible generosity and dedication of our supporters like yourself. Whether it's through prayer, time, or financial contributions, you allowed us to carry out our mission and touch the lives of countless individuals. If our ministry has helped you along the way, either with this podcast or with our online streaming, please consider financially partnering with us if you're not doing so already. We want to continue our virtual presence in an ever-challenging world, and your support allows us to do that. You can visit shbrusard.org and click the Give button. There you can find ways to support and partner with us on our mission. Another way to support us in our mission is just to share this content with others. Again, on behalf of our team, thank you for listening today. Let's get to today's content as we grow together. So how do you respond when you're coming up on the merger of two lanes? Right, you know, when you see traffic kind of building up on the left side, you're wondering why, was there an accident, something? You get on the right, you see the merger sign coming up down the road, merge left, And so you have a decision to make. Am I going to stay in the right lane and scoot in front of all these people, try to sneak in at the last minute? Am I going to get in the left lane and just suck it up, take my time, going to get there eventually? Every once in a while, you kind of get in the left lane and you just kind of ride it out and you're kind of getting towards the merge, right? And you look in your rearview mirror. And what do you see? You see that car, right? And you're like, oh no. No, 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 no. And they're coming and they're zooming and they go all the way to the end. And you're thinking, how could they possibly be so. Mm, and you have a filler word, right? Um, and they're waiting, right? They got the blinker on, they're trying to get in, and you're like, if I get up there, there ain't no way. Like, I'm not letting you in. And maybe when you get up there and they're still trying to get in, you don't even look at them. Like, because you don't even want to give your conscience an opportunity to let them in. Or maybe you see someone in front of you let them in and you're like, I can't believe. Have any of you ever had an experience like that? Okay. Those of you who didn't raise your hand, you're just lying to me. Um, I, I want you to think about that mentality because if you're anything like me, that's kind of how you and me are raised or brought up for whatever reason, we often have that mentality. Like, if I'm going to work hard, if I'm going to put in the time, if I'm going to put in the effort, I'm not going to let someone sneak in who hasn't put in the time, who hasn't put in the effort, who hasn't given all of the energy and time and effort that I've given to just sneak in the back door. It's not right. It's not just. It's not fair. I was thinking about that image this morning. Maybe for those of you who maybe went to the game last night. How many went to the LSU game last night? Raise your hand. All right, a bunch of UL fans here. Love that. Hey, UL won. Praise God. I'm so happy. But I actually got an opportunity to go to the LSU game, but I didn't because I didn't want this whole traffic scenario. It's just exhausting, right? 
let's get back to the gospel. We did win. It was the three-point win, but it's a win anyway. So focus. So Jesus tells this story. He says, the kingdom of heaven is like. So a lot of us have often wondered, what's heaven going to be like? What's it going to be like? We try to imagine what heaven is going to be like. And we, we have all of these ideas. Like, just for a moment, why don't we actually listen to what Jesus says heaven is like? Because today in the gospel, if you look at the beginning of the gospel, it says, the kingdom of heaven is like. So he tells a story. So the story must tell us a little bit about what heaven's like. Now, a precursor to the story, we have to look at our first reading. Our first reading reminds us that God's thoughts are not like our thoughts. God's ways are not like our ways. So the challenge as a Christian And this is hard for us because we think we're the center of the universe. We think we're the center of the world. We think that everyone has to conform to the way we think. The challenge for us is to actually humbly admit that God might not think the way we think. And if we're following Jesus, what we want to do is we want to allow his thoughts to influence and change our thoughts. Because if his thoughts are not like our thoughts and his ways are not like our ways, the assumption is his ways are better than ours. His thoughts are better than ours. Like we want to allow God to lift the way we live rather than us to pull God down to the way that we live. So let's just pause and listen to what Jesus says. He says, the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner. The landowner is actually God, like God the Father, who has a vineyard. The vineyard is the world. And the landowner goes out to hire laborers for his vineyard. Now, if you've ever been to like a third world country or you've ever been to, um, maybe if you've ever been a farmer um, who, who maybe needs laborers, I've seen this in a third world country. It's like this downtown, the square, right, where, where all the guys, or all the workers, all the ladies who, who want to work, they, they go and they just, they don't have jobs. They don't have regular jobs. So they just go hoping that a landowner or someone's going to come and hire them for a day labor. And they're just sitting around and people come and they're like, okay, I need three. I need two. I need five. I need six. Right? You might pick the strongest. You might pick the ones who look like you're going to get the most out of them, right? So the landowner goes and he hires some land, some workers at 6 a.m. And they go to the vineyard and they're working. And then at 9 a.m. he's like, you know what, I need some more. So he goes to the same place and he hires some more. And at noon he needs some more. So at noon he goes and he hires some more. So all of these workers, the ones who were there at 6 a.m., see the ones who come at 9 See the ones who comes at noon. Then at 3 p.m., he goes and hires some more. And then at 5 p.m., he goes and hires some more. So this field is full of people working since 6 a.m., 9 a.m., 12 a.m., 12 p.m., 3 p.m., and now 5 p.m. It gets dark at 6. So 6 o'clock comes, and they all line up to get their pay. And the landowner, this is Jesus telling the story, the landowner intentionally chooses to pay the ones who started work at 5 p.m. first so that everyone could see what's about to go down. So the ones in the back are watching. 6 a.m., they sweating, they tired, exhausted, 
but they're going to get paid. So it says he paid the first worker, uh, 5 p.m., one denarius, whatever. It's 20 cents in our mind, let's just say for argument's sake, um, in our world, our first world country, it's 100 bucks, right? That was not what it was, but 100 bucks, right? So the ones in the back are like, all right, they got 100. Well, I must be getting paid like 500, 600, 700, something like that. And then the next ones, he gave 100. Then the next ones, he gave 100. It says when he got to them, he gave them 100 as well. Like in other words, he gave them the same pay as the people who worked in various time frames. And they were angry. Now again, Jesus is telling the story about heaven. What is heaven like? What is the kingdom of heaven like? And the landowner looks at them and says, why are you mad? Are you mad because I'm so generous? Are you envious because I'm generous? Are you envious because I treated the last ones as equal to you? Now that's important for us to hear. It's important for us to hear because sometimes you and me, we can treat heaven as something that we earn, as something that is entitled to us by all the work that we do. I mean, some of you have been working really hard to get to heaven. I mean, since you've been three years old, you've been saying rosaries every day. In fact, now you say like five rosaries a day where you used to say one rosary a day. And certainly that amount of work has to put you in front of the line. I mean, you have to be like at the 10% tile, right? We almost act as if there's like a class system in heaven where those who work harder get a better place. And those who don't work as hard might not get a better place. Might not even get there at all. And heaven forbid someone sneak in at the end who has done nothing. And they just ask the Lord for forgiveness on their deathbed. Wouldn't that, I'll keep it PG, wouldn't that aggravate you? It'd almost be like you're in line, in the merger line, and someone sneaks all the way in front of everybody else, and you're like, I don't believe this. But this is the key. God's ways are not our ways. God is not trying to keep us out of heaven. God wants everyone in heaven. Heaven is a gift to you and me. We can't earn it. It doesn't, it's not deserved to us. It's a gift. And what Jesus wants us to do is have his mentality that we are so grateful of the gift that we have been given that we are as generous with others as God is with us. We actually want others to get to heaven to be with us. We're not fighting to be first in heaven and to keep other people out of heaven. Our mission here at Sacred Heart is, is what? I, I, I keep forgetting it. What is our mission here? We have two people who know our mission. That's beautiful. So let's, let's say it one more time, right? Our mission is pretty clear. It's pretty simple. We've worked really hard to make it as least amount of words as possible. It's to encounter Jesus. And then what? 
to become missionary disciples, right? Jesus calls us into the vineyard. He calls us to work with him and work for him and to work for his mission. He says, the kingdom of heaven is at hand for you if you believe in me. What is the kingdom? To know God, to love him, to serve him in this life, to be with him forever in heaven. And it's not just for us to be with him in heaven. Jesus wants us to call other people to be with him. Like heaven is the reward. There's no like um, first tier heaven, second tier heaven, third tier heaven. Well, I want you to get into heaven, but I don't want you to take my place. There's plenty of places for everyone. Jesus doesn't ration his generosity. He wants us all. It's only you and me that ration. There's no way you're going to cut in line. You're not going to get in front of me. Do you know how much work I have done? Like we did this. I was uh, traveling uh, a couple of days ago from, uh, we were in Dallas and we wanted to wake up early to beat the traffic. So we woke up at like five. We had our coffee. We were doing all our work. We get up. We get on the road. It's 6 a.m. We're like, oh yeah, we got it. We beat all these people who are going to be going to work. We get on the freeway and there's traffic. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. There was an accident. And I was like mad that there was an accident because they were getting in the way of us sacrificing, waking up so early. Like, well, time out. Is this about me? Right? Is heaven just about you and you getting there and nobody else? No. Those of you who have been praying all of your life, those of you who have been laboring uh, spiritually, it's for other people, right? You're praying for yourself, but you're praying for your children, for your grandchildren. You're praying for other people. The way that God sees us is that we're all of his children. And let us not be envious because God is generous. Let us not be envious because God is so merciful that even on someone's last minute, last breath of life, if they ask for mercy and forgiveness, God would be so merciful that he would open the gates of heaven for them. Let's not be envious of that. Let us rejoice. Let us thank God. He tells the story that for those of you who have been laboring for the Lord all of your life, praise God, your reward is heaven. For those of you who have been laboring, maybe you just had a conversion in your life and you're just starting to say these words, I wish I would have known all of this all of my life, how blessed we are. Now you're starting to be a missionary in your family, your friends, your workplace. Great, praise God, the reward is heaven. Maybe some of you haven't been to church in forever, and it's the first time you come to church, and you're like so grateful to be here. Great, praise God. Like our reward is heaven. There's no tears of heaven. There's no like, oh gosh, he's going to get more than me. No, God isn't like us. So what would it be like if we had a change of heart to be like God? If the road we're on is the road to heaven, it doesn't matter how many people are on it. The more, the merrier. Let them merge in. You're not, they're not taking your spot. There's a spot for you and there's a spot for them. Let's pray this morning uh, that we would be as generous as God is with us. That God would change our selfish hearts to be more like his. He would change our mind to think like him. He would change our actions to be more like him. That we would not be idle, 
that we would not be idle, but that we would be active in the kingdom of heaven as missionary disciples. Amen.